Hey everybody, this is Aubrey, and I want you guys to listen to my daddy's podcast called Clutch Sports Talk with Ryan Flowers. Let's go! Hey, what's up, everybody? This is another edition of Clutch Sports Talk with me, Ryan Flowers. Hope you guys are enjoying your day, wherever you're at, listening, in the car, home, chilling out, relaxing, with family, friends. Hey, I always appreciate, excuse me, I always appreciate you guys coming in and listening to me. Uh, doing something a little new today. I am actually recording myself while making the show. So those of you that are listening to the podcast, I appreciate it. And those that are actually watching me on YouTube, welcome i appreciate you guys so i took a week off just had to reset you know let the sports world kind of marinate a little bit before i you know came on the episode again with some new topics to talk about and a few things actually happened uh during my week off so uh for starters cam newton he for those who don't know he signed with the new england patriots i'll get into that Uh, patrick mahomes signed a mega deal a few days ago i'll also touch base on that and finally, I'm going to touch base a little bit about the Washington Redskins name uh, moving forward and what it means for that franchise and see what's going to happen and whether I agree with it, with the name change or not. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But again, uh, for those of you who are listening to me on the podcast, for those that don't know, you can catch me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tuned in in the Anchor FM podcast app. Um, also subscribe to me on YouTube, search Clutch Sports Talk, I'm like the second one down. And also, you can also hit me up on Instagram at clutch.sports.talk. Leave any comments, any suggestions for the show. I appreciate it. So let's get into it, yeah? So Cam Newton. Um, for those of you who don't know, like I said, again, he signed. He was released and cut by the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he spent about nine to ten years there. He was the premier quarterback for that franchise uh, since he got there day one after winning the Heisman from Auburn. Took him to a Super Bowl. Uh, he won the MVP, I believe, in 2015 of the NFL. So uh, he accomplished a lot during his time there. He just was never, ever able to get over that hump, per se. Um, but And injuries and things of that nature started to deteriorate his career, and Carolina felt like they needed to move on. So what happens? He gets cut. He's on the market for a while. Um, you know, the draft goes by. Other teams are signing quarterbacks at a rapid rate. Uh, and he's just sitting there, out there, to be plucked. And lo and behold, Bill Belichick, again, finds a way to, you know, strengthen his team a little bit more. Now, everyone had the New England Patriots down for the count because uh, we all assumed he was just going to go with Jason Stidham, the backup quarterback that they had, who they drafted at Auburn a few years ago. And Brian Hoyer would be, probably be the backup there as well, his second time or third time around there. So we just assume, well, hey, that's just who he's going to go with. So the Patriots probably aren't going to be that good. You know, considering Tom Brady left and went to Tampa Bay, um, they really lack a lot of offensive power. And their defense is solid. Like Their defense is really solid, actually. So so who knows? But with Cam Newton there now, we'll see what's going to happen. So let's get into the deal, actually. So it's a one-year deal um, worth around a little over a million dollars, but with, with $6 million in incentives which include like making the playoffs, winning a playoff game, winning the division, things of that nature. 
So if you look at it from a financial standpoint, the deal really isn't about money. And Cam Newton has come out and said, you know what, it's not about the money. It's about pride. It's about showing that he can still play at a higher level in this league, which I think he can. Um, he's still a top 15 quarterback, I think, you know, even in the NFL, maybe top 10, depending on, you know, we'll see how it works out. But, excuse me, he, he does have a lot to prove still. Um, a lot of teams passed up on him. Teams that I thought would have probably made a, a, a go at him because, hey, why not? You know, you looked at San Diego. You know, they ended up drafting, excuse me, drafting Justin Herbert and uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think, is going to be the guy there. So maybe they felt like, felt like, well, we don't really need to add a guy like that to the roster. We, you know, we have a guy that can come in and play in Tyrod Taylor. And then we have the future, which is Justin Herbert. So Pittsburgh, I thought, probably would have made a run, but maybe Cam wants to be a starter. And obviously Ben Roethlisberger is still in Pittsburgh, so he's not willing to take a backup starter, or excuse me, a backup role as of yet. So, and some other teams out there, but, you know, Chicago obviously, you know, needed a quarterback. They got two quarterbacks and Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. They're going to be battling it out there, but I think Nick Foles will probably end up winning that job anyway. Um, but Nick Foles isn't all that great either, considering even though he did win a Super Bowl, but it was like a perfect storm in, in the fact that he won that Super Bowl. But anyway, so, like I said, it's, a, it's worth uh, about $1 million for one year. But see, Cam Newton's made a lot of money. He's made over $121 million in his NFL career through endorsements and also paid salary from the Carolina Panthers. So money shouldn't be an issue for him. It's really about playing football and competing at the highest level that he can uh, in order to prove the naysayers wrong. So I'm kind of like 50-50 on him yet. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens, especially with the, the, the pandemic that's going on. Will he be able to work out with a lot of his teammates? Now, I've seen on in social media that he's been able to work out with Nikhil Harry, um, uh, OBJ up at UCLA not too a uh, few days ago. So I know OBJ is not a Patriot, but Nikhil Harry is. So maybe they can kind of build a rapport together and see how that works out. Um, it's funny the way he's coming into uh, New England. It reminds me of Randy Moss back, uh, I don't know, 2000. Six, seven, and maybe I'm getting the dates wrong, but Randy Moss, you know, was a complete superstar. Minnesota goes to the Raiders and then, you know, leaves the Raiders and then Bill Belichick picks him up off the street and is like, hey, we'll take you. And what does he do? He has one of the greatest seasons ever with him and Brady. You know, the way, you know, they they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. That was the, the 16-0 and team. They lost to the Giants. But the the, the season that he had was tremendous. And I'm using Randy Moss as an example because Randy Moss, like Cam Newton, is a very flamboyant, very talkative, speak his mind type of player. So is Cam Newton, you know, with the headgear, the whole ensemble. Cam will say a lot of things to the media, just like Randy Moss. And just like Randy Moss, he came in to the New England Patriots culture and he was able to fit in for, for a little bit until he wanted his money. And Belichick said, you know what, I'm going to ship you off to Tennessee. How you like them apples? So we'll see. But I'm comparing those two because of the whole their whole persona, uh, the way they carry themselves. And at first, at first thought, I was like, well, Cam is a very polarizing type of player figure in the, in the National Football League. And that's probably why it could explain why a lot of teams probably didn't want to deal with him because maybe they didn't think he was worth it. 
you know, maybe his talent doesn't uh, basically cover his mouth and the whole thing that comes around with Cam. Now, he doesn't get in trouble like that. He hasn't been arrested or anything like that, but he does say some things that are kind of sometimes like, uh, like head scratchers, you know. Uh, a few years ago, he had the whole incident with the woman reporter. Uh, you had the Super Bowl when he lost, and he just kind of flipped out and left the media room, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there have been other players that have done worse, but, you know, there is something, there is an extra baggage in of a sense when, you, when you're talking about Cam Newton. So same thing with Randy Moss. So I think that was very interesting to see that that they're going to take another chance. Actually, it's not that interesting because the, the Patriots do actually take chances on players and most of the players are able to conform eventually and actually have successful careers, you know, as a Patriot. Now, will he fit with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel? Excuse me, McDaniels. Yes, I think so. Uh, if he was going to like the Browns or somewhere like that, teams that don't have a proven track record or teams that don't have proven coaches such as Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Belichick's got all the Super Bowls. McDaniels got the same Super Bowls with him and he was calling his offense. So I feel like because they're strong natured and they actually have a legitimate resume, he has to listen to them because he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He's trying to get what they have. Now, like I said, if he went somewhere else and the the, the, you know, the coaching staff actually isn't that uh, solid, they don't have any winning behind them, then it's kind of like, well, why do I need to listen to you? You guys haven't done anything. So I think in that aspect, it will work because he wants to learn from them. And they've won a lot. Whether you think they cheated or not, you know, that's another debate, another topic for another day. But at the end of the day, they still got those rings. And that's what he's striving to get. So we'll, we'll just have to see. And day one, Patrick, uh, excuse me, Cam Newton will actually have to be the starter. There's no, there's no way that you can bring him on, bring him on and then have Stadium, Jason Stidham start. So he has to be the starter, and I think that's probably why he wanted to go to, 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 to New England, excuse me, uh, because he'll have that opportunity to start from day one. And he should be. He's better than the quarterbacks that they have there now. You know, no offense to those other guys, but none of those guys are actually former MVPs of the National Football League. You know, Brian Hoare has been on, like, every team that, you know, west of the Mississippi, or excuse me, east of the Mississippi, uh, Jason Stidham is a still young player. He may have some talent, but we, we won't know yet. But Cam definitely has to be the guy coming in day one. That's just my opinion. So I looked at the schedule, not not the whole schedule, but I do know that um, recently when I looked at it again, I remembered I did an episode about the NFL schedules uh, about a month ago, and New England actually had the hardest schedule in the NFL, if not the hardest, one of the hardest. The first four games, this Hear me out right here, okay? You open up at home against Miami, who a lot of people think are a sleeper team, depending if Tua or Fitzpatrick will be starting. Miami started uh, finished off the year really strong, and if, for those who don't remember, Miami actually ended up beating New England at home, which kind of screwed up everything because then New England didn't get that first uh, week by in the playoffs. They ended up losing to the Titans, and then Tom Brady leaves. Anyway, you go on the road to Seattle, you're back at home for the Raiders, and then you're back, and then you're back on the road against Kansas City. So out of those four games, you know, they probably can get the Miami game off the bat maybe. You know, they're at home. Uh, it's opening day. Seattle, that's a loss. Raiders, Raiders at home, we'll see. I think they'll probably end up beating the Raiders. So they can actually probably go 2-2 two and two in the first four weeks of the season. But they have games against the Niners, the Ravens, 
Buffalo, obviously, twice. A lot of playoff teams. So it's going to be a tough stretch for them throughout the year. Uh, can Cam do it? Will his shoulder hold up? Will his back hold up? Will he get hit? Um, that remains to be seen. So we'll just have to see. But definitely Cam Newton has a lot to prove. Um, and he's going to get his opportunity. And he's going to be working with one of the best coaches ever in sports history, yet alone football. And, and we'll just have to see what happens with him moving forward. So good luck to Cam. I hope he gets it done. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. hate to do that. But I uh, hope he gets it done. Um, you know, another thing, too, before I move on, a lot of people thought he wasn't signed because of his race and all of that nature. I, don't get me wrong. I, I know that there's a lot of prejudices, excuse me, prejudice that goes on not just in sports and life in general. Um, but I think people use that, use that a lot when I don't feel like it's actually valid. Um, there's a lot that has to go with Cam Newton. You know, he was hurt. Even when he was, when he was healed up, the, the, the Panthers said, you know, we're going to go with Kyle Allen still. So maybe the Panthers felt that, you know, we got it. We got all that we can get out of him and we moved on. And, you know, other executives, other coaches, they talk in the NFL. And maybe there were some underlining things that were being said about him that, you know, it, it, it trickled down to other teams and organizations. And they said, you know what, nah, we're good. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to stay patents and, you know, and use what we have. And so in the end, he ended up be, being available for the New England Patriots to sign. And, you know, good for them. You know, it's a cheap deal. Uh, it, it actually works for both sides because the uh, excuse me, the Patriots needed a quarterback, a solid quarterback, which they got. And Cam Newton needed a new start, and he needed somewhere where he can go and start immediately to kind of like rejuvenate and resurrect his career. So good luck to him. I wish him the best. I hope he does have a good season, um, and we'll see what happens there. So good luck, Cam. Whew. Yeah. So moving forward, uh, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. If you don't know, he signed a 10-year extension deal <clears throat> Excuse me, worth up to $503 million. So he will be a Kansas City Chief all the way through 2031. Now, he's 24, 23 right now. So you do the math on that. He'll be, what, 33, 34 when that contract's done. You know, he can still play. Obviously, you see guys like Drew Brees and Tom Brady still playing at an elite level, close to 40, if not pushing 40. Um, it's the largest contract in sports history as far as, like, length and all that, and, you know, considering he's going to be paying, being getting paid $45 million a year which it won't start in like two or three seasons because he still has like two or three, uh, maybe two years left on his con current contract. But after that, those payments will start hitting his account and he's going to be like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> he's getting paid. So now the question is, is he worth it? Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've been documented basically. First, let me give you the history about Patrick Mahomes for me. I thought he was a good quarterback in college. I didn't think he was going to translate that well into the NFL, so I was wrong about that. So sorry, Chiefs fans. Um, he has definitely taken over the league and revolutionized it. Uh, he He's definitely worth all that money. I mean, if not more. So uh, he, he definitely is the face of quarterbacking in the NFL, if not the face of the NFL overall. Uh, very humble guy from what I understand. You know, his teammates rave about him. He has a great work ethic, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But he is definitely worth it. Uh, every penny. Every penny. Um, 
So I was wrong about him. So my bad. I got it wrong. I'm not perfect. Like a lot of other sports people in this world, you know, we get things wrong. But, you know, considering how many quarterbacks came out of Texas Tech and that whole passing scheme, it just never worked out for a lot of them. But for some reason, his game translates well. And, you know, it could be more such now because the NFL is a way more passing league than it ever was back in those days when those guys who were coming out of Texas Tech were drafted. But who knows? Nevertheless, he's the guy. He's definitely worth the money. Um, does this change the market for other quarterbacks in the league? No. And the reason why I say that is because nobody can hold a candle to him right now. So there are a few young quarterbacks that are, you know, behind him, like Dak and Deshaun Watson. They're up. Obviously, we know we all know Dak's exploits with his contract. Deshaun Watson's up for his contract. Those guys aren't gonna get the, that those type of money. They're not. Because they're not as transcendent as he is. Love Dak. I'm a Cowboys fan, as you can see. You look behind me, you got Cowboys stuff everywhere, but I'm real. Dak is not Patrick Mahomes. He never will be. He's good, he's solid, but he's not worth 10 years, $503 million. You know, there are reports that Dak is maybe gonna sign for $35 million a year, four years, $35 million a year. That's kind of like where I think he probably is. <clears throat> now, if he gets up to 40 mil, okay. I mean, if the Cowboys wanna pay him that, so be it. And Deshaun Watson, you know, he just finally won his first playoff game last season, basically, and he didn't really win it. The Buffalo Bills gave it to him. So he's definitely not worth $503 million a year for a 10-year deal. And the Chiefs, actually, you know, if you look at the contract, it okay, so overall, he's it's valued at $503 million. Does it mean he's going to get $503 million? No. He's guaranteed at least $140 million, which is, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money. Guaranteed $104 million. Excuse me, $140. So he gets hurt, whatever, it doesn't work out. He's going to get $140 million. They're going to owe him that. But the Chiefs were smart in a sense because if you signed him to a shorter deal, you put a lot of money on the front end, you can't sign players, you can't re-sign players, you can't add parts to keep this thing going. So it's a very team-friendly deal in that aspect. But it doesn't mean they're going to be winning championship after championship after championship. You know, As we've seen in the NFL, it's hard. It's hard, man, just to even win a game on a Sunday, make the playoffs, win a playoff game. It, it, it's extremely hard to do that continuously on a consistent basis. What the New England Patriots did for 20-something years is tremendous. Now, do I think they're going to be the next uh, New England Patriots? I don't know. We'll see. But they definitely have their quarterback in place, and it, everything revolves around him now. You know, obviously they have, you know, other players like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. You know, they drafted some guys. They got some decent running backs, some other wide receivers. But everything revolves around the quarterback, and they got him. But it's a, it's a very team-friendly contract, and it, it really works well because, you know, if they need to resign a new player, they can come, they can go to Mahomes, kind of like what the Patriots did with, with Tom Brady. They would go to him and say, you know what, hey, Tom, we need you to restructure your deal. We'll give you some more money on the back end, but we need to free up some money now to, to re-sign this guy. And Tom's like, no problem. And Pat, I can, I can sense him doing the same exact thing. You know, like, hey, Pat, we probably got to re-sign Tyreek Hill, you know, even though I think he just got an extension, but I'm just using it as an example. Hey, or we need to extend uh, some more money for Travis Kelsey. Hey, can we, can we pay you on the back end? No problem, because I'm guaranteed 140 anyway, so what difference does it make? And 
So it's a very extraordinary deal, especially for the NFL, making him the highest paid player and quarterback in league history. He's well-deserved. I mean, second year starting, or excuse me, first year starter, he wins the MVP. Third, uh, second year as a starter, goes out and wins the Super Bowl. So in just three years. So, you know, him and Russell Wilson are in company together because Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl very young as well, too. So uh, Kansas City definitely got their, their guy, and we'll see what happens now. They're going to be the favorites to win it all eventually, again, once we get a season going. But they got their guy in place. So good luck to the Chiefs. We'll see what happens. It's not going to be easy, but we'll see. So moving right along, um, Washington Redskins. They are in a pickle right now because they are involved in in a big thing going on in the the news in regards to their name and their logo. So – a lot of, especially what's going on in the social climate, everything now is being scrutinized um, that that resembles any type of racial uh, derogatory name, anything of that nature. You know, you look at not just teams' names, you're looking at Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, uh, all these other things that are, are deemed to be racial or negative towards a, a group or an ethnicity are being changed and ratified because companies organizations don't want to have that moniker behind them thinking, well, you think it's okay to have this name here, even though it's been there for years, but now all of a sudden now it's getting more, uh, it's, it's more popular in the, uh, in, in the world today. So the Redskins name is being threatened again. And, and you know, Redskins name has been under, under the microscope for several years. I mean, a long time. Um, just to give you a little background on the name and where it came from. So did a little research. And what I found was that the, uh, the Baaltuk tribe, which was located somewhere in like Newfoundland, Canada around that time, they, they used to paint their bodies in a red type okra. I think I'm saying it right. It's like a, some type of plant, um, to distinguish themselves as Native Americans, so white settlers and other people would know who they are. And over time, white settlers began to call them uh, red men. They would call Native Americans red men in that area because that's what they saw. The word red skin was introduced in about nine, uh, excuse me, 1769, um, and it was used actually by Native Americans, not, you know, not by anyone else, by Native Americans as an identifier because they started trading with the French, the English, any white settler that came over to North America, content, excuse me, continent, and so it was actually used as an identifier. Uh, not, I'm gonna say of of pride, just a way of saying like, hey, you know, we're Redskins, you guys are white settlers, and so therefore, the term came to be used quite often because of the Native American tribe that actually created the word. So. It wasn't until like after the 1800s, after books were written about the red men, redskins, that it became to be known as a derogatory racial slur. And so moving forward, you know, that's when everything happened with the redskins. And now up to today with, you know, with what's going on with the BLM movement, all the social injustice and inequality things that are going on, their people are pushing even harder and they have way more leverage now to get this name changed. Um, now, will Daniel Snyder do it? I don't know. He's got a, he's got a lot going on because FedEx Field is the name of the stadium uh, where the Washington Redskins actually play. Um, and for those who don't know, FedEx actually 
owns a, the owner of FedEx, the CEO of FedEx, actually owns a minority share in the Redskins. So, and FedEx has come out and said, you know, they don't believe in social injustice and they're all about equality. So it's, they, they kind of like are in conflict because you got a lot of people, you know, expressing their discourse for the name Redskin and you as a FedEx company are saying, well, we're not about that. So, but then you're a minority share in a team called the Redskins and the actual owner, CEO, president, Daniel Snyder, he probably doesn't want to change it, which rightfully so, think about it. He bought that team, you know, for like $800 million when he bought it. It's valued over a few billion dollars today. The Redskins are. Not if they change the name. I know I've seen the Red Tails. I've seen the Warriors name come up. But the Redskins are valued at over a few billion dollars. You can't change that name and expect that value to carry over. It just can't. It won't. He bought the Redskins, not the Red Tails or whatever name they come up with. So from a business standpoint, I understand where Daniel Snyder is coming from because, hey, I spent a lot of my good money trying to buy a brand. That's like if you were going to buy Nike and then you bought it and then two days later someone said, well, you know, Nike means something racial or something negative. You have to change the name. Well, yeah, I'll be kind of screwed because, you know what, I bought the Nike brand. And so, therefore, is he going to be willing to want to change that? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, will the will the people, will the voices of the people become even stronger where he has no choice but to? Will people boycott the Redskins? I doubt it. But what we'll have to see. Here's the thing with the name. And I get it. You know, it it, it can be offensive for a lot of people. And, and I get it. Me being a minority, I totally understand that. Um, but here's the thing. You're going to have to start changing names for everything then. Uh, and it's getting to the point now where, you know, you read the newspapers or you go online and people are just finding everything now to just want to not cry about, but voice their opinions on. And, you know, it's getting kind of irritating now. You know, I spoke a little bit about Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben. I was told the other day that by a friend that realtors are encouraged not to use the word master bedroom anymore when describing rooms in a house it's like this is where we're at now i know the redskin thing has been going on for several years uh would it be weird if they changed their name yeah it would be if they become the washington warriors or the washington red tails it's definitely going to be weird and i get it you know people are offended by it and i don't want to i don't want to take what they feel and put it so put it aside and said it doesn't mean anything because it means something to them but like I said, again, we, we'd have to really consider changing everything then in our society. Now, should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Pirates change their name because pirates essentially raped, pillaged, and killed people? Now, I know that doesn't affect, you know, maybe the pirate community. I don't know if there is a pirate community, but anything that's deemed derogatory or you feel offended by, say there are people that are offended by pirates. Now, we got to change that too. So... Uh, the word initially was used in a positive way, I guess, and then it was taken and flipped around, used in very in several novels and books, and it was deemed derogatory over some time. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But the Redskins definitely have a lot of splaining to do, as Lucy would say, <laughs> or Ricky from the Lucy Show. Anyway, dating myself. But 
should they change their name? I'm 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 with the theory that no, they shouldn't change their name. Does it make me racist? I I don't I don't think it does, but I don't think they should change their name. I think it should just be what it is because the guy that actually created the logo was a Native American. So there's a lot of Native American lineage tied to this name that they created themselves, not white settlers or the white man or anybody else. So I get it. It can be it can be seen as offensive now, but you know these were the same people that were crying about it 30 years ago. But because of what's going on in this world today, now it's like, oh God, we gotta we gotta change the name of everything. You can't say anything anymore these days, especially like I said with the whole master bedroom thing. Like I, that blew my mind. I was like, wow, I guess. But like I said, I, I'm not trying to take away from anyone's feelings, and you know, social injustice is real. Uh, racial epithets are real, and we should take those seriously. But what's the difference than calling you know them the warriors or anything else? Some at, at some point or sometimes someone's gonna find something wrong with something anytime, and I think that's where we're at in this world. I think that's what's part of. America now, like that's the great thing about America. You have the right to speak your mind, but then sometimes it's like it's too much because then now we have to change everything now. You know, we went from, you know, back from when I was going to school, we had Christmas programs. Now you got to say, oh, well, you can't say Christmas programs. You got to say winter formal. And I get all that, but it's like, really? But I think that's kind of like where we're at now in this world. So, but in my opinion, I think they should just keep the name maybe do some more with the Native American community to show that, you know what, we're really trying to uphold, you know, your culture and lineage, but at the same time, from a business standpoint, this is the brand, this is what we bought on to do, so this is what we're gonna do, so anyway. Well, you know, hey everyone, that's my time for today. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me and actually view me on YouTube. Hey, so again, you can catch up on all my latest content. Uh, if you wanna listen to the podcast in your car, you can catch you on Anchor Podcast app, Spotify, Tuned In. Um, and then as well, if you want to see me, you know, for those who like visuals, you can search me and subscribe to me on YouTube, search Clutch Sports. Uh, and also uh, hit me up on my Instagram again at clutchsports.talk. Excuse me, clutch, excuse me, excuse me, clutch talk, like clutch period, talk sports. There you go. There we go. Messed that all up. But Appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are continuing to stay safe. Hope everyone is having a great day and I will catch you on the next show. This is Clutch Sports Talk with Ryan Flowers. Never settle till the work is done. Let's go.